0: Welcome back, everybody. What is up? I am your host, Tyler, here on Top Qualifier Radio. And it is time for episode number three. And unfortunately, not able to get a guest for this show. I'm still working on a, uh, a buddy of mine. or well, not a buddy yet because he hasn't been on the show. But uh, still trying to get uh, a couple people on the show to see if we can talk to him. So it'll just be me solo today. But it should be a uh, very good show lined out for us. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about... Um, some of the hoopla that's going around uh, about stock racing versus mod racing. Also some more stuff about um, uh, different events that have gone around uh, the the month of Mount March, including the March mayhem race over at HP hobbies. They had the, um, what is that? The salt city challenge. Uh, I believe it was um, that race went on last weekend as well. So we're going to talk a little bit about both of those races and uh, kind of a little bit of analysis about my take on going to big races versus just going club racing on Wednesdays and Saturdays. So without any ado, let's go ahead and start our first topic about it and this is stock racing. I mean, holy smokes. Are you talking about some stuff that's expensive? Stock racing 175 Blinky Racing has gotten unbelievable. It was originally a class for the slower guys to get into. They wouldn't have the, they wouldn't have to worry about motor wars. With the with the six fives, the seven fives, the eight fives, the five fives, and even the five turn motors that these guys are running in buggy, so instead they were running seventeen five motors, and then a, a blinky ESC, which was which is no turbo for those guys that are out there that don't know what blinky is. So, it, it it went good for a long long time, and now it has gotten into such a bit of a money pit that if you don't have these chargers these eye chargers that are 300 to 400 that'll charge at 47 amps and these dischargers that'll discharge at 46 amps you, you the people think you can't be competitive and you have to have a car that is literally right on the edge of weight at 1499 grams and some of these guys are like drilling chassis and 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 drilling arms and and just really compromising the integrity of these cars just to make weight and to try to go out there and beat the next guy when you can go out and race mod and not have any of these things, charge your batteries at 2S, uh, at 5 amps or at 10 amps, whatever you want to charge, and then not even have to discharge and not even sometimes balance and be out there go out there and be more competitive in that than you are in stock racing because it seems like the thing about stock is that it's this motor of the month club. And I was I was at Fast Lane Raceway in Kansas City this last weekend and I heard Scott Simon, a guy who was kind of talking about on road racing, and he said, you know, I I, I I'm getting out of stock and in getting into mod touring car, and that's all on road stuff for you off road guys like me. But I've dabbled a little bit in the on road stuff and kind of looked into it. Never raced it, but nonetheless He said I'm I'm getting out of the stock and going back to mod because I'm tired of the motor of the month club. And I really thought about that as he said it, and it's it's so true about these guys that are going by in these Trinity RevTex, the 24Ks, the 125 dollar motors, the Team Scream, the one the by Team Scream, all these motors, and they're trying to get a new one every month, and just trying to compete. But there's guys out there that I know that race 175 that don't have any of this stuff, that have the, that have been running the same packs, the same motors, the same ESCs. Four seasons and they're still competitive. I know a kid that I raced with, um, Matt Pyle, out of uh, around Bolivar, Missouri area. He is a kid that doesn't have all these fancy chargers and the fancy dischargers. He goes out there and he's an unbelievable r- driver, and he's able to just beat these guys that are spending exorbitant amounts of money on stock because of the driving. And a lot of people don't realize that an eye charger, the 150 C discharge packs they're not going to give you wheel time and they're not going to buy you talent. You can't, you, you can never buy talent. And that's one of the things that I have always been a big proponent of. I always buy you stuff as much as I can because my racing budget ne- isn't necessarily the, the largest thing in the world. And I can, you know, count on a on a couple hands, how many parts and pieces of my race program I bought new off the shelf. And that's, and, and, that, and I'm, I'm still competitive out there in racing. And, you know, that's a lot of the guys that I race with are on fairly low budget racing. They're doing it not full time. Obviously, they're doing it um, just on the weekends and maybe a week during, uh, for a club racing day. And I have the most fun with those guys because it's not something that you have thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars wrapped up into one car. And if you don't win, you're mad the entire time. I like to go out there and have fun and not have to worry about, hey, I'm not winning. I have thousands of dollars in this car. Why am I not winning? If I'm not winning, it's probably because I didn't drive the best or maybe I have old stuff. But I like old stuff anyway. And I just kind of feel like when you're racing RC cars, the new biggest and baddest thing sometimes is good, but there's no replacement for wheel time and practice time and time out on the track and, and a lot of people fail to realize that and and it's gotten to the point where money is the driving force behind some of these classes rather than the skill level the more money you have the more apt you are to win the race and you know that's that's one of the reasons why i really liked rc racing when i got into it is You don't have to have a $100,000 pro mod to go out and compete against the guys when you race heads up. I've seen guys with slashes, old, not even low center gravity slashes, regular slashes go out and beat guys with brand new SC5Ms and stuff like that because of wheel time and because of the ability to drive and the ability to be consistent. There's no replacement in the RC world for consistency and driving level. And I'm talking, you take these guys that are out there racing mod, that the, the cavaleries the 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 Ryan Mayfield's, the, the guys like Spencer Rivkin and, and people like that, and you give them a bone stock car that they've never driven before or even like a, a Traxxas Bandit, they're going to go out there and they're going to be so competitive that people are going to want to go buy what they have. And the thing is, is those guys are just so good at driving and they're so consistent and everything else, that they have just lines up perfectly in order for them to be able to be at the top of that level. And I think the fact that people are out there spending 300 to $400 on a charger that will charge at 40 amps or 50 amps and then discharge at 46 amps or whatever, some of that stuff is just is baffling to me. I, I'm on that... I, no matter if it, I, I bought a 17.5 motor, I'm going to start running stock a little bit, and I paid a good chunk of money for the motor that I got. I bought a Phantom FR1, and I figured that the Blink ESC, they're all going to be virtually the same. At 17.5, the, the amps that the ESC put out doesn't really make that big of a difference, so I'm just going to use my 120-amp V2.3 Hobbywing ESC for... The 17.5, but I went out and bought a good motor because I figured oh, a good motor would get me uh, a pretty far in the 17.5 class, and you know I haven't put it in to find out yet. But I didn't go out there and buy the 46 amps, the 50 amp dischargers, the 50 amp chargers. I'm gonna charge at 10 amps like I charge all my other packs, and I'm gonna run my 60 to 100 C discharge packs just like I did before. I'm not gonna go out and buy 150 C discharge packs just to run one class until it falls off and that's one of the things that has been kind of sad about some of these classes that start up is is mod buggy seems to almost be falling off and it's and it's really whenever you go to these club races on Wednesdays and Saturdays you don't see a lot of the mod buggies anymore you see a lot of the stocks in the 13.5s and that's why I run it I, I, I have an 8.5 and a 7.5 to put in my buggy whenever I want to run mod but I, I like to run 13.5 because I can still run with the mod guys if I have to but I can also run in the class that there's a lot of people in and that's 13.5. So that's one of the main reasons why I feel like r- running 13.5 and 17.5 is beneficial because there's so many people that are out there doing it because they think in their mind, well, they're 13.5s, they're going to be slower than the mod guys. And obviously in a, on a straightaway that, that that holds true, but gearing and 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 the fact of being consistent can make 175 guys and 135 guys much faster than mod guys and that's something you see a lot nowadays is the lap times and the amount of laps that a 175 guy does and a 135 guy does is sometimes higher than the mod guys because they don't have all of that raw power to to flip or, or or to go too hot into a corner and stuff like that and that's one of the reasons another reason why I like to run those classes but you know whenever you take a look at things like that it's it's kind of sad that it's gotten to a money game like some of the big scale racing has gotten into but time will only tell about that but you know I I just kind of wanted to take have a little bit of a take on the 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 stock versus mod racing uh, as a whole because I I'm a proponent of mod short course and 13.5 buggy that's what I like to run and, uh and mod truck I, I'm getting my mod truck uh, put up right now or put together right now so mod truck or mod short course rather and 135 buggy I feel like are the, two of the my favorite classes and the classes that I'm going to be running very very regularly well you know taking a look at uh some of this stuff that is coming out for j concepts for the b60 as I'm I like to talk about the B60 because it's probably one of the most popular cars out there. You go to a race, you'll see probably anywhere from 10 to 15 guys will have B6s, uh, if not more. Uh, sometimes half the class will be B6s in a buggy class. So some of the new things that are coming out um, for these B6s are, that I really like is a has recently picked up 175RC. They have a lot of these uh, chassis weights that uh, the people are running. They they run the, the shorty lipo weights right underneath the shorty battery to get that weight right down low. And, and, and I, I think I might pick up one of these 36-gram uh, uh, shorty weights that uh, is a full weight. It's uh it's the thick weight, and it, there's no cutouts. But then they also have some, cu- some ones that are like 23 grams that have cutouts either on the outside or on the inside, whether you want the weight to be more centralized or you want it to be towards the left and right-hand side. But... Uh, but some of that stuff's coming out. One seven five RC. They have a lot of stuff. They got uh, they got the uh, electronic weights, the the chassis weights, the the the. They have a bunch of wheel nuts and stuff like that. But you know, coming out with some good stuff and some chassis skins as well. So um, definitely looking forward to this company that is brand new that I've never heard of, but uh, going to be one that I'm going to be watching. And another thing that just came out recently was the J Concepts F2, and I have. Really disappointed myself because I went out and bought an S2 about a week and a half ago and got it painted in my signature color scheme of pure bright white and uh, definitely am disappointed now because I realized that the F2 came out and the F2 was obviously the finisher 2, the S2, the silencer 2. I was a huge fan of the uh, finisher bodies back when I ran... um, my TLR stuff I ran a lot of uh finisher bodies and also when I had my B44.3 I used the finisher body with that and you know the F2 body is really a very good looking body I like that they're coming out with the new stuff instead of just kind of coming out with a the finisher they're coming out with the F2 um and definitely going to be one that I'm going to be picking up fairly soon I like I said I just bought my S2 so I'm going to run it for a little while maybe try to sell it or something else like that not exactly sure but uh But uh, it is definitely something to look out there for. Once again, the F2 body by J Concepts. They have that on A-Main Hobbies for the lightweight and the regular weight version. But um, another thing that I recently bought was a Dodge Ram body for my SC5M. And can you believe how ridiculously expensive short course bodies have gotten? I paid I think 20 no, no 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 not 20 $39 for the Dodge Ram body by Proline the Flowtech and it's going to be probably a 6 month body and I'll have to get a new one so it's like $40 every 6 months which is kind of unbelievable in my eyes whenever you take a look at uh, the price of other things other than bodies that are really cheap and then you have a body that is really the main part of the car, which is understandable, but at $40, you can buy a lot of parts and screws and and tires for $40, and then I have to go buy a body for $40, so that's going to be uh, interesting. I got it painted white, again, like I said, uh, solid white. Um, I'm a creature of habit, what can I say? But one of the things I want to talk about as far as parts go, and one thing that's been on my wish list on a main hobbies for a long time can you believe that hard going arms are still out of stock and they've been out of stock for so long the hard going arms i saw chad parks had one had some on his car up at fast lane this week and i was literally about to just go take them because they're so hard to find you have to scour the very depths of the internet just to find a pair and if you find a pair you better hold on to them for your life and you better not ring any pipes because the going hard arms are definitely lighter, but they are definitely more brittle. The The carbon-infused arms, these hard arms are, are very cool. They're like reminiscent of the old graphite stuff, um, but definitely very brittle. And if you hit something with them, you are going to be buying or trying to find another set of hard arms. And another thing that's been out for so long is J-Concept's rear wheels. Well, I, I don't... I honestly don't get it. Uh, the the fact that these J concepts wheels have been out of stock for so long, the associated wheels out of stock for so long. The only thing that's in stock is pro line, AKA and raw speed. And for guys that are like me, that are kind of brand loyal guys, I don't like to put J concepts tires on, on, on pro line wheels or AKA wheels. Uh, I'll put them on Associated or TLR wheels. If I like a TLR wheels, if I run a TLR or whatnot, but I don't, like to put the j concepts tires which is what basically 90 percent of my stuff is j concepts i don't like to put those on the pro line wheels or aka wheels i'd rather put them on the j concepts wheels and but the raw speed stuff is cool because they don't have anything on the wheels so it's basically like a plain wheel so i might be picking up some of those but the whites are actually really different from manufacturer to manufacturer that's why i'm trying to stay with these mono wheels from j concepts but they've been out of order for so long and there's not even a date on when they're supposed to be there. Um, So, pff, I don't know when those are going to come in. But uh, a couple more J-Concept things that I'm going to be buying very soon. I'm going to definitely be picking up the uh, the steering rack or, or the bell cranks. I'm going to get either one or the other because I just put in an aluminum servo horn, a new Protec aluminum servo horn on the B6. And I am going to have to have a... Uh, some kind of break point there as far as plastic goes so i may be buying the 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 rack or the bell cranks rather and not the rack or the rack and not the bell cranks but you can't just have all aluminum in there because you're going to start breaking arms and breaking steering linkages and breaking the steering plates and stuff like that so i'm going to keep one of those plastic but not sure which one I'm gonna get. Whether I'm gonna get the rack or the bell crank. If you have a suggestion out there, tell me at Top Qual Radio, T O P Q U A L Radio, and tweet out me or tweet at me. But uh, that's gonna do it here for us on episode three. I hope you guys enjoyed me talking, basically bantering to myself for about 18 minutes. Um, we'll be back with the the next episode in two weeks. Uh, be sure to stay tuned. We're gonna try to. I, I think I may see if my good old buddy Mike Garrison wants to come back on because he was uh, on the first episode that was very highly rated. And then we had Rich, who I really appreciate that, Mister Rich Morgan, for for being on episode two. But just me, episode three. Hope you guys liked it. Uh, if you didn't, let me know. Top at Top Qual Radio, or uh, comment on the SoundCloud, or do whatever. But thank you all for listening and uh, and uh, shiny side up. We'll see you guys later.